Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. Demi's out today. It's just me here from L.A. We have two guests today. Uh, Travis Mills is a musician, actor, and host. You may know from shows like Flaked, F is for Family, and MTV's I'm in a Secret Relationship. Nick Gross is a drummer and entrepreneur whose ventures include Find Your Grind, Big Noise Music Group, and Wrecked Global. Together they form the group, or the band, I'm sorry, together they form the band Girlfriends. Uh, please welcome uh, Travis Mills and Nick Gross. What's going on, guys? What's up, dude? Thank you so much for having us. Are we a band? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never I'm, considered us a band. I said group. I, I, you know, people, people get into semantics. I don't know. Do you consider yourself a, a, a cult, a band? We're a, we're, a, we're a boy band. We're a boy band. Yeah, there you we're go. like a bikini. It's just a two-piece, you know? Yeah. The music, musical bikini. You had the new single out, Shut Up and Kiss Me. So first of all, is this part of a, a bigger EP, a bigger album? Like what, what is this part of this, this, or is it just a standalone single? I think this song is the, it's the, the first domino that's kind of fallen to kick off this new era of girlfriends. Um, and it's something that we're super excited about. Uh, and I don't start it's like our first wire, um, you know, with, with, our beautiful family over there, people like Mark Hoppus, Pete Wentz, uh, Sherry, Nick Littman. So it's uh, it's just kind of the first little drop since uh, you know we've kind of joined the Versewire family, and it, there's a lot more to come. That's for sure. Is uh, is John Feldman behind this track too, production wise, or was it just you guys by yourself? Or no, yeah, we um, we uh, we gave John a break from girlfriends. We were we were. We were causing him too much stress, so we had to move on to somebody else. But no, we're we're just excited to kind of change up the energy and um, try some different people out. So we wrote it with this really awesome kid from Nashville. His name's Andrew Gomez, um, and we're we're planning to do a lot more music with him. So yeah, excited to kind of just change up the waters a little bit. And uh, now that you you know you're changing things, how was the what was the recording process like for this uh, compared to other girlfriends releases? I feel like this was, I mean, we wrote this song in literally 30 minutes. It was the first day that I met Andrew um, and I showed up. We were at the Noise Nest. It was me in the room. He pulled up the guitar. We wrote the song, sent the demo to Nick. Nick came down, met Andrew, cut drums, and we finished it. I mean, it was like literally less than a full day. Uh, and I feel like that's how that's the best way, songs are always written. That's way to do it, though, you know? All in one day. Literally. We certainly got like, used to that. Yeah. We got used to that with Feldy for sure. So we're. It's also rare that, you know, the first time you meet someone creatively and you're kind of in a studio session together, that you get something that actually comes out because, you know, it's a lot like a first date in a lot of ways. Um, you're kind of trying to learn how each other works, you know, the do's and the don'ts, the, the likes and the dislikes. And there can just be like an air, like an, an air of awkwardness sometimes, but with Gomez, it was just kind of like, we have known him for, for years. So let me back it up a little bit. Uh, Nick, maybe I'll start with you. Uh, how'd you guys even come together? How do you guys know each other? Yeah. You know, Travis and I've known each other for a long time. Uh, I met him when he was doing his T Mills stuff um, with his solo project. And yeah, I've always been a fan of Travis's. I, I loved his, his solo project stuff. Um, we originally met, he would come over to my recording studio in Los Angeles um, when he was 
I believe across the street shooting his Apple show. Um, we had initially played a show together during his T-Mills days in Orange County, which was a lot of fun. Um, and that was kind of, I guess, the the beginning of Girlfriends before we even knew it. And uh, was really great, stayed in touch in 2019. I think Travis saw me playing a show with Goldfinger with Feldman and um, reached out and was like, I wanna start a band. And it was exactly kind of at the time period where I was transitioning out of a previous music project, focusing a lot on the Goldfinger stuff. And I was like, dude, of course I'd love to, love to try something out. So he came over to my studio, listened to a bunch of songs, tried to kind of figure out what it wanted to be. And I think the way that we figured out what Girlfriends was going to be was just kind of getting in the studio for the first time with Feldman and just starting to write songs. And, you know, that first record was definitely the most kind of like, I think, natural thing that um, was so exciting to kind of start just to see what will come out of the room. Travis, you kind of you're early. The 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 um, the T Mill stuff, your early stuff was kind of it was rap, but it also had a rock kind of sound to it. People, some people called it emo rap, whatever you want to call it. Um, so why did you decide that like now that that was that you wanted to go in sort of a straight up pop punk guitar driven, you know, that direction and kind of lay down the rap for a minute? Well, I mean, this is where it all kind of started for me, you know, like I was in pop punk bands since I was 13. Um, and the only reason why that old project started was because I couldn't find reliable people to be in a band with. I was always the youngest member of the band. Uh, everyone else like in, in, uh, in my pop punk band, I was in a band called Rome. They all had DUIs. They couldn't drive to band practice. When we went on tours, I was like 16 driving a, a 15 passenger van and I got a MacBook and I just got sick of relying on people. And so I started messing around with garage band and in my room um, and that was just kind of like what I started to do out of necessity. And those songs started getting popular, uh, MySpace era. And, you know, that project took me all around the world. Uh, I released a ton of music. And, and then I, this, I want to say in 2017 um, and started writing and recording for a lot of other artists. Um, found a lot of success in that. And then I was like, why am I not doing this, you know, for myself again? Um, and I just knew that I wanted to keep making music, but wanted to do it a little bit differently. And like Nick said, you know, we were friends from hanging around the studio. He had played drums uh, for a T-Mill show. And so I hit him up. I saw a post on his on his Instagram saying that he missed touring and I did too. And I was like, yo, we should start something. But, you know, if I like go back to releasing music, like it just needs to be completely different. And that's literally how Girlfriends was born. And you, and you, do you, I mean, this feels like the sound, it sounds like it, it just fits your, your voice too. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely something that it's what I grew up on, kind of an, an encyclopedia of, of punk, uh, of pop, of, of pop punk, of alternative and, you know, indie music. Like that was the scene that I was, I was raised in. Um, and at the same time, I mean, I'm from Southern California. So like we grew up on, you know, like West coast hip hop. Um, it was yeah. just like, it's skate culture, dude. It's, it's literally like loud, fast fun rock music, but it's still the attitude of, of rap, you know? And it was just kind of like a, an amalgamation of all my influences. Yeah. 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 Totally. Now, Nick, Nick, you have all these different things going on. You're an entrepreneur. You have all these different ventures and companies, investments and everything. I'm curious how do you find time 
for all your things? How do you find time for both music and your CEO duties with your companies? And I mean, do you have a really strict schedule or is it just kind of a day to day, whatever needs to happen, happen? Yeah, I just, I just, I just enjoy building things. Um, it's the same thing that goes with girlfriends. It's like a startup, right? Just figuring out new ways to do things, content to be creating all the time, music to be writing, touring to be done. So I, I look at girlfriends just like anything else in terms of the stuff that I've created and um, have a lot of fun doing it. I would say that having great people across a lot of these things that I'm doing has really helped me a lot, just push these things along. So presidents of these companies and people that are helping me operate them, which I'm super fortunate to have. And um, yeah, I mean, I think for, for Travis and I, like we both have really busy schedules and, and I think we enjoy being busy. I think we enjoy having multiple irons in the fire. Um, it certainly helps a lot of the stuff we do with girlfriends by kind of bringing in some of these exterior elements of things that we do. And so, yeah, I think it, it kind of all goes back to the music at the end of the, at the end of the day, right? Like how can the things that I'm doing outside of music help what girlfriends is doing? And I think Travis thinks the same way about the stuff he's got going on. And Travis, do you find yourself, um, uh, do you find yourself like pulling away? Do you find that like when you're working on music, you feel like you should be working more on the hosting acting side. And when you're working on a show, do you feel like, man, this is taken away from music or do you feel like you have a pretty good balance of both? I mean, I think we've definitely struck a, struck a balance, you know, and it's like when I have, you know, the break from, from filming, we're in the studio creating. And it's like, I think for me, it's refreshing and it's like a nice change of pace because I'll be in the studio working with Nick and, and someone like Andrew Gomez for, you know, two and a half weeks every single day. And, you know, as soon as you start to get maybe like a little bit of like writer's fatigue or you're like, man, I'm running out of shit to write about. I'll hop on a plane and, you know, I'll fly to Philadelphia. I'm, I'm going to Charleston, South Carolina right now to go film an episode. And immediately I'm transported into a different city, a different state, new surroundings. Um, and I'm on planes and hotels and having these experiences that I can then write down on my phone. And when I come back, uh, you know, I have a new kind of source of inspiration to tap into. Not to mention, like Nick said, it's it's really cool to be able to like be on a television show wearing a girlfriend's hoodie and, you know, maybe someone who watches the show looks at it and is like, well, what's girlfriends and goes and finds our music and then they buy a concert ticket and then I see them at the show. I should have maybe mentioned this earlier in the show, but you guys had this huge tour. Uh, you guys uh, touring with Avril Lavigne in August. Is that something, have you guys known her for a while? How'd you guys get on that tour? Tell me it was a cooler story than just managers and business people behind the scenes making it happen. Tell me there was some cool story about getting on the tour. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's definitely, definitely cooler than that. Um, I think Avril came into our universe uh, during the Mod Sun era over at Big Noise um, when they started to kind of date and Mod Sun is, an artist that was on my label and I know, yeah, girlfriends went out with mod 2021, which was always really exciting to look back on during that time. And, uh, yeah, Avril just kind of became someone that was in, in the circle, I guess, you know? And so we always just kind of stayed in touch, um, always kind of hung out, became friends first and foremost. And, um, it just kind of came naturally. I think last year where, uh, she, she offered to take us out in Europe. We couldn't deny it. How could you? Um, we packed our bags within, I think, like eight days of knowing we were going to get the tour, um, which was crazy how fast it came together. And then 
here we are again this year getting to do the States with her in, in Canada. So yeah, it's just kind of naturally evolved. I think like with anything, the best things come from just building authentic relationships. And Avril has been just like a super cool friend for Travis and I over the years. And Travis, I'm assuming you grew up listening to, you know, pop punk bands to my chemical romance and, and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a big MXPX fan. Um, so vocally, you know, I do hear a little bit of Gerard way in your vocals. Um, when you were starting this project, did you have a certain vocal approach? Did you have someone you kind of modeled your singing after, or is it just kind of what came out? I would say the whole reason, the whole reason why I even started singing in the first place was Tom DeLong. Like Tom proved that you didn't have to have an incredible like voice. You know, you could use what you have and sing in a way to where you just made it work for you. Um, and so like, yeah, once I heard Blank, I was like, oh, I can do this too. And, you know, I'll say like Blink was the band that made me want to start making music for myself. Um, and then, you know, I grew up listening to bands. I mean, MXPX, Less Than Jake, Alkaline Trio, No Effects, like, like punk rock, like, this is incredible because you don't have to be the best guitar player. You don't have to be, you know, the best bass player. You don't have to be the best at anything. You just use front of you and yourself and it's art and I think from his idol, like the thing that Tom does. Let's talk about drumming here. I, I'm I'm all about uh, you know, Nick, I'm all about your your the entrepreneur thing because I'm like I'm I have all these different things I'm juggling, so that interests me. But at the heart of this project, you know, you're you're the drummer. Um, I'm not a drummer myself. I'm not uh, I played trumpet in middle school. That's my that's my musician background but I am kind of a nerd when it comes to production and sounds things make. Um, and I'm big on drum sounds about the way bass pedals sound, the way um, a snare is either tight or loose, uh, a gated snare, um, you know, all this kind of stuff. So um, you kind of have this, I feel like it's sort of like arena rock mixed with punk is like the best way to describe your drumming style. Um, what was your early drumming influences and kind of who, who, what did you want to sound like? Who kind of shaped the way you play drums? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that Travis Barker was definitely one of my big influences. Um, as a teenager, I was lucky enough to get lessons with him for a short amount of time. You know, I played shows with the Transplants with my first band, which was awesome, and just kind of created this small relationship with him as a young kid who idolized him. Um, and so, yeah, I think you, you can hear and see a lot of that in my drumming. Um, you know, guys like all the, all the way to the opposite end of the spectrum from a technical perspective, like Carter Buford from Dave Matthews Band. That was always like an awesome group and drummer that I always used to play records um, of his from a from a technical standpoint. Um, I don't think anyone can be like Carter Buford, but it was definitely definitely an inspiration for me growing up. Guys like Dominic Howard from Muse um, always really liked his style and his playing. Um, I don't know. There's a ton of drummers out there, man. Like Adrian Young, obviously from No Doubt, um, which is his style and his craziness behind the kit, similar to Travis, um, was a big influence for me growing up too. Um, and just the sounds of his drums being kind of like really cracky and poppy and front and center in a lot of the mixes. So I totally feel you on that, man. Yeah, I, I really like a, I really like a snare that's like kind of tight, but not like marching band tight. You know? Yeah, totally, kinda... totally. That's like yeah, you gotta spot. have gotta have some uh, gotta have some body to the snare, not just uh, not just all crack top end. 
You know, I, 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 this is the first time I think on the show that anyone's mentioned Dave Matthews band as an influence. And I don't mean that as any kind of shade or anything, but specifically, yeah, totally. I, I, uh, Dave Matthews band was my first concert I attended without my parents. So, uh, nice. that was a, that's awesome. a spot. That's yeah. kind of like a special concert. That first one you go to where it's like your friends, you know, and not your yeah. parents drop you off. I also did, um, like I, I was big into ska and emo. I remember going to see uh, um, Real Big Fish by my, but without, without parents. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Mad Caddies was one of my first ska influences, probably when I was like seven years old. Knew I wanted to be a drummer when I listened to that stuff. Um, Everclear Records. Um, but yeah, I think like the thing with Dave Matthews Band is just the musicality and like the the ability of all those players on that stage and how they come together was always so like fascinating to me and stuff that we definitely want to try and bring into girlfriends all the time. Yeah. So can we like our our future girlfriend songs going to be a little bit more maybe long? Because I feel like now we're kind of coming out of the era where songs are two minutes long. Everyone was obsessed with these like two minute long songs. Do you feel like now? that people are going to tolerate four minutes. I feel like the, the art of the guitar solo just disappeared like five years ago. Um, so are, are, is, are the girlfriend songs coming up? Are they, are they going to be a little bit more longer, more melodic? I don't, I don't know if we ever necessarily approach a song by like length. Like if we have a specific number in mind, I think it's always like the mentality when we're writing the song is always, what's the best, what's the best idea for the song? Um, with that being said, like, I think one of the big reasons why we love working with Andrew Gomez is he's an incredible guitar player. And, you know, a big thing that Nick and I took away from touring with Pierce the Veil, uh, in the use last year was having moments where the music can speak for itself. Right. And, and to your point, it's like a lot of artists are just cramming as much as they can into, you know, into two minutes and there's not a lot of room for instruments to breathe. And I think in the new stuff, it's like, what if we approached a guitar solo like a vocal hook, you know, where it's just as catchy as a post chorus, but it's just guitars. And I think that's something that you'll hear too and, and shut up and kiss me where like anyone can pick up a guitar. You don't have to be incredible, but it's like that feeling that we got when we heard all the small things or, or what's my age again uh, or damn it by blank. You know, you want to pick up a guitar and you want to learn that riff. You want to go and like look up the tab and you want to be able to kind of noodle it around. And, and I think that's something that we're definitely bringing in the studio for this next era of girlfriends. Oh yeah. I, I forgot. Yeah. I could go on about the use as well. Like taste to ink was just like one of my favorite. Good, so me good. too. So good. Um, so I, I was, um, Nick, I was talking to Travis where you came on about the studio and how incredible it is. What has it been like to build this thing over the years and how has it evolved um, over the years? Have you, have you kind of remodeled it and modernized it and made it what it is today? Yeah, it's like it's like my baby over there. You know, it's like my first business, like literally having musicians off the street come in to record, like to make money, you know, for for the studio. So, like, yeah, it's awesome to see the evolution of it. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's gone from literally kind of like a a punky, you know, thrashing stuff everywhere, marking up the furniture, like holes in the wall place over a couple now of years. Too nice. to it's too nice now, Nick. To a, to, a, to a place that probably might be a little too nice. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, it's exciting, man. Like five studios, two basketball courts. I kind of envisioned always having like a campus, right, for music and creativity where 
you kind of lock yourself in there and never want to leave. So yeah, it's, it's super cool, man. The, the noise nest is, uh, is an awesome place to be creative and create girlfriend stuff. Is, uh, is, do the, are there, do the basketball games get competitive or is it just like a fun shoot around play horse kind of thing? I think, yeah. I mean, I think it's never fun. It's always competitive. Travis always has to get the long ball shot. So he'll go to the street and try and sink the shot from like oh, yeah? 200 yards away. Yeah. It's happened once or twice. I have it on, I have it on film. How is your shot, Travis? Awful. Uh, really awful. I'd say that I get lucky. Uh, I get lucky probably 20% of the time. And that's when I look like I know what I'm doing. Is there anybody that is, has balled out at the studio that you wouldn't expect like a, like a Prince Dave Chappelle kind of situation where, you know, like out of nowhere, Mark Hoppus comes in and like, you know, dunks on people or something or not yet, but we're always open to it. Nick is really good at ping pong. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Nick has a great ping pong game. Yeah, we don't have a cool story like that yet where like Shaquille O'Neal came over and shredded the backboard glass of the of yeah. the noise nest. We need something like that. Right. You always hear that story those stories about like NBA players playing pickup at the like LA fitness and just like, you know, balling out on just like guys on their lunch break, you know. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. And and I gotta ask about the the bathroom XLR inputs. I saw in your YouTube video you got you can record vocals in the bathroom. Um, how often does it actually happen? And is it really that good acoustics? Are the that was a really Travis request, you know? So we were like, all right, dude, if you really are requesting that we have XLRs in the bathroom, we might as well do it. And he records a lot in there. The good thing is that the XLR inputs are literally right next to the toilet. So if, you, if you're like the kind of person that likes to record sitting down, you have a porcelain throne. Right. Right. Well, so we'll, leave, we'll leave it at that. Awesome. We'll leave it at, at that. Um, but so do you, everyone has like their own vocal um, preparation. Are you a big Travis, you big, like hot tea and like not talking the day before or any of that kind of stuff? No, I mean, I do drink a lot of like hot tea and honey and stuff when we're on tour. Um, and I got like a vocal steamer last year and it was the first time that I actually started using it. Um, but other than that, man, I mean, I kind of, for, for so long, just thrashed my voice and never took care of it. And now I think I'm definitely, you know, trying to, uh, to give myself, you know, the, the proper amount of like rest and nutrients and, you know, just, I want to like, if there's any way that I can kind of gain an, an edge or an advantage with my voice, um, especially with like touring with artists like Avril and Pierce and the use. I'm definitely going to use it. Um, but I'm not someone who's like whispering for 24 hours before a show or right, nothing right. outrageous like that. Like, are you no. guys, are you guys, are you guys healthy? Are you guys like health, like eat healthy in bed by 10 kind of people or not in bed by 10. I think the worst thing that I do now is probably my sleep schedule. Cause I'm an insomniac, but um, I will say that we're probably one of the most boring bands because yeah, we're not, we're not doing anything crazy. It's like, yeah, eating good, um, hanging out with people after the show, playing video games on the bus. There's not really a lot of like debauchery or anything. Okay, what what game what games are on the bus? You guys call of duty people, you guys switch people like NHL. NHL, NHL. that's it. That's the only wild game. card. It's the only that's game. That's the only that's the only game on the bus. PS5 or Xbox? PS5. Wow. Okay. Didn't expect that. 
big yeah. hockey guys over here big hockey guys grow i mean travis and i grew up playing hockey as kids and yeah you know all that so yeah but yeah, the NHL, the NHL games are a big point of contention on the bus. And, you know, even like, like our sound dudes and like our guitar player and uh, our tour managers, they'll have like side bets on me and Nick when we play on like, yeah, who's going to win NHL player. Well, uh, well I, I think we have like a, we have a tie going and, you know, we've gone into some pretty serious it uh, really series is. and, and, and yeah. battled it out, but that's to be determined. You know, we have a lot of touring on the books this year and uh, you best believe there will be a lot of games played this sounds like a like a sports press conference like a, a like a pre-game you know we're just going to try our best we're going to go, we're gonna out, go there. out there we're going to work really hard uh you know we just communicated really well and and that's what led to uh to these victories <laughs> Do you, are you guys disappointed in the chief super bowl again i didn't have a dog in the fight okay could, so you don't uh, care. Yeah, okay i don't some care. people are really like like screw the chiefs and no oh, i was like geez you know yeah. I hope they both had fun. I both, they both had fun. Yeah. Did you watch the halftime show? The Usher halftime show? I did. I mean, dude, I'm in, I'm Apple music family. So, you, oh, know, right. you know, I See, gotta, I, I, I also, yeah, I had to, I had to represent for my Apple fan. Do you now you're on the other side of this interview. Is it weird? Like you've interviewed so many people. Is it weird for you? Do you enjoy being interviewed? Do you enjoy, does it help? Cause I've had, a, I've had, I've been interviewed a couple times and I did find it to be helpful to be on the other side of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're just having a conversation. Right. And I right. think that's what I love so much about it. It's like getting to meet people from all different walks of life, um, different upbringings and getting to talk to them just about their experiences. Um, it's always, I think it's, you know, a little weird, obviously kind of an introspective to talk about your own. Um, but I feel like that's why I even have a, a show, you know, with Apple in the first place is because it's something that, I've always had a lot of fun with, and I've always really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, when artists are too cool to kind of talk about their inspirations and, you know, their likes and dislikes, I, I, I don't know. It's hard to really remain a fan, you know? Right. Right. And there's, there's, there's Nick somewhere down there. I, I, Travis, I, I when I was looking up, you have one of like the funniest, most random, like the blurb on your IMDB page is like the front page facts about you. Do you, are you, do you know what they are off the top? No. Of your head? Oh no. I'm scared. So the, the, like when you go on your IMDB page, the, the first two things you see on the, like the trivia random facts section is that you, um, that you were up for and lost the part of Jughead in Riverdale to Cole Sprouse. That is true. And, correct. And that you wear spacers. Those are the two things that are on like your fact sheet on the front, on the front page. It's, it's just spacers like plugs, like eat, like, uh, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean like, yeah. Spacers like that. Like those are the two. Well, I haven't worn those in like a let like 10 or 11 years. Cause I, I know, up, so I know they need to change it to, I wore them. And Riverdale was like six, seven years ago at least. Right. Like that was, yeah. And, and the crazy thing was like, I just audition I auditioned for it. I wasn't like, it wasn't like, like down, down to it. It wasn't like me, me or Cole Sprouse. No, it was just like I just like auditioned for it. So there's no beef between you and Cole Sprouse over this. No, part. no, that's weird that it's on there though. Yeah, I know. I I always think that's funny. Um, or they'll have like they'll have stuff that's like is is about to star in something, and it's like a movie that was like three or four years ago. You know, but, uh, yeah, someone yeah. needs to change that. Right, right, right. 
Um, I'll bring Nick back in. I want to talk about the entrepreneur stuff real quick, Nick. Um, do you have, are you constantly looking for investment opportunities and things to, to, uh, to work on? Or do you kind of have a limit like, okay, um, I have too many, too many, uh, things in the fire right now. I'm just going to concentrate on what I have. Are you always kind of have an open door and open mind to, to different companies, different ideas? Yeah. Yeah. Always looking like always curious, always like looking for things that could kind of benefit our ecosystem places where we can add more value to uh, either startup ideas or investments that are a little further along. Um, and it's a group of people next to me that kind of help make those decisions and bring things through and um, try and get access to as much cool stuff as possible. Do you, are you trying to keep it sort of in the general like entertainment world for the most part? Yeah, I'd say like our, our focus really is within media, sports, entertainment consumer um, is kind of where we see a lot of natural opportunity, just being a drummer and being in music. And I think we, you know, that, that crew of kind of like athletes, entrepreneurs, musicians, um, you know, I have tight circles with as well. And so, yeah, I think we naturally see the, the stuff in that, in those kind of areas the most, but um, yeah, it's uh it's a lot of fun, man, just to be able to like find certain things where, you know, like, we became a partner in X games a year ago and girlfriends got to play X games. Right. So it's just stuff like that, where it's just really cool to tie in circles of things. And you're also like, think about how cool your like 10 year old self would think what you, what you're doing right now. Cause it's like, I feel like you're like doing what a 10 year old would just like dream of doing in terms of the people and the, and the, and the events that you're going to and stuff like that. Yeah. Thanks man. It's super cool. Yeah. We, we don't, I don't think Travis and I take too much time to like reflect on stuff, but I would agree with you. Yeah. I think if you were to ask like 20 years ago where, where we'd want to be, we're definitely getting closer. And the last thing I'll ask before I let you guys go is now that you're gearing up for live shows, what is your live show look like now? Um, what is it going to look like in the summer versus, um, you know, what you've had in the past or are you, is, are you one of those bands that you're like every, uh, every two rest be bigger and, and, and more, more stuff or, or do you guys kind of keep it on the minimal level? I mean, I think when you're, you know, kind of prepping to go play, uh, a, arenas with Avril Lavigne, you know, you want to go as big as, as humanly possible. Um, you're going to be backup dancers with like sequin costumes <laughs> on or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to have 20 background dancers. Uh, nice. no, but it, it's just like, you know, what does the stage setup look like? What does the background look like? Our job every time we step foot on that stage is to win, you know, 18,000 people over. Um, and so like, how do we do that consistently night after night? And I think that's kind of all that we're focused on now, um, as well as, you know, just making the best music possible because yeah, it all comes down to the songs at the end of the day, you know, you can have the most flashy production, but if your songs suck, no one's going to want to listen to them. And Travis, are you cool with the idea that, you know, the, the girlfriend songs are starting to outstream your solo stuff? Is that, is that cool? Are you cool with that? That's music to my ears. I want nothing more. That's, that's literally why I start, you know, why I wanted to start a band. Yeah. That's one thing that I, that, that I found interesting first talking to you is that you're, you're a guy who wants to be in a band. You're not a solo look at me all the time kind of guy. You want, you you want to be in a band. I think it's cool. And like, yeah, having someone like Nick as, you know, my partner in it, it's like, we both bring different 
um, different energies to the studio. And like, I can really, you know, lean on him for a lot of the production stuff. And, you know, he like lets me do my thing with lyric and melody, but at the same time we bounce off of each other. And if I'm like, yo, I'm stuck here. Does this suck? He's like, no, that's amazing. Like chase that. Like it's, it's cool to just have that, uh, you know, to just be going through it with someone, right. Rather than feeling like you have to do everything by yourself. Um, yeah, and yeah it's really important with, it's important who you collaborate with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the show. Good luck with the tour. Good luck with the new music. We'll, we'll, I'm looking forward to what you guys have going on down the road. Thanks so much. Dude. Thanks for having us, man. Thank thanks you, man. Your time. All right. See you guys later. All right, brother. Peace. All right. Bye. All right. That was girlfriends. Their new single shut up and kiss me is out now. That'll be it for me. Dimmy will be back next week. As always, go to popdust.com for the latest in pop culture and music news. Follow me on Instagram at Jordan Edward Studio. Follow Dimmy at Dimmy underscore Ramos. Until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>